Hi, and welcome to That's Ruddy Mysterious, a podcast of short tales about true mysteries. What happened to the Flannan Isles Lightkeepers? Who was responsible for the Gardner Museum heist? I'm not going to solve those mysteries, but they'll be interesting to learn about. I'm your host, Kelly with an I. Transcripts for all episodes can be found at thatsruddymysterious.wordpress.com. No apostrophe and no exclamation point. Today's tale is about the fairy coffins found in Edinburgh, Scotland. In June of 1836, a group of three or four boys were playing around Arthur's seat in Holyrood Park, today known as King's Park, in Edinburgh, Scotland. The July 20th edition of the London Times explained that the boys were searching for rabbit's burrows in the rock formations, known as Arthur's Seat, when they stumbled upon some thin sheets of slate. They removed the slate and discovered a small cave behind them. Inside the cave were 17 tiny coffins. Each coffin was 3 to 4 inches long, 0.7 to 1.2 inches wide, and 0.8 to 1.0 inches deep with the lids on. Inside each coffin was a figure carved of wood. Each figure was dressed differently, not only in style, but in material as well. The Times went on to explain that the coffins were laid inside the cave in three tiers, two with eight coffins each, and the third with just one coffin. The Times concluded that the coffins had each been put in the cave at a different time. Interestingly, the coffins were all in different states of decay. The bottommost coffin, in its own tier, was the most damaged of all of them. Not recognizing the potential historical significance of their find, the boys began throwing the coffins around and at each other, damaging a number of them. The boys told the teacher, Mr. Ferguson, about the coffins. He went and retrieved them. He then brought them to the local archaeological society. Thanks to his quick thinking, there are eight surviving fairy coffins. The remaining coffins ended up in the private museum of jeweler Robert Fraser. After his retirement, the collection was auctioned off with the coffin selling for just over four pounds. Eventually, in 1901, the surviving coffins were donated to the National Museum of Scotland, where they remain today. Of the eight surviving coffins, five have square-cut corners and edges, while three have rounded edges. This may suggest that the coffins and occupants may have been carved by two different people. The coffins were each made from a hollowed out piece of Scots pine wood. Each coffin has a lid which is held in place with pins, some of which are still intact while others are bent. Archaeologists can tell from the tool marks that the coffins were carved using a sharp knife which was probably hooked. Despite the fact that the knife was sharp, the carver was not a woodworker by trade. There is tinned iron applied to some of the coffins as decorations, which suggests to some that the carver was either a leather or a shoe worker. The surviving figures have all been carved from a close-grain white wood. All of the figures have identical proportions but are different sizes. None of the figures lies more than 5 millimeters high. Some of the figures have arms. Others have had their arms removed so they would fit inside the coffins. The figures all have remarkably similar features, which suggests that they weren't intended to represent individuals, however they are all dressed differently. The eyes of the figures are open, so they most likely were not carved to represent corpses, despite the fact that some appear to be wearing grave clothes. These are single pieces made from fragments of cloth. 
However, the burial clothes, or grave clothes, do not represent the burial clothing of the period of time from which archaeologists believe the figures come. Researchers have done one comprehensive study on the fairy coffins. The study indicated that the coffins all post-date 1800 and that they were all likely deposited in the location which they were found after 1830, within five years of the boys finding them. The condition of the buried clothing indicated that the coffins had not been buried long. One figure was sewn into its clothing using a three-ply thread that became common in Scotland after 1800 and was likely not made prior to 1812. This thread became common use in Scotland in 1830. Some still believe the figures predate this, however. The researchers came to quite a macabre conclusion. They think that the figures and coffins made have been made to honor the victims of the Westport murderers. There were 17 victims of murderers Burke and Hare, and some researchers believe that the figures may have been made as a way to put those victims to rest. Burke and Hare committed 17 murders in Edinburgh in 1828. They sold the corpses to a doctor for dissection. If the figurines were intended to represent the victims, the figures and coffins may have been carved by someone who knew the killers or by one of the killers himself in an act of remorse. Burke was a shoemaker, so the profession of the carver fits. This seems unlikely, however, because Burke and Hare were arrested right after their final killing, so Burke wouldn't have had time to bury the coffins. Another problem with this conclusion is that 12 of the victims of the Westport murderer were female, but all of the figurines were dressed in male clothing. Some believe that the figurines were intended to represent men lost at sea and to give them some sort of land-based burial. Supposedly, there was a tradition where sailors would ask their wives to bury these types of effigies if they were lost at sea. Still others believe that the coffins were used in some sort of witchcraft or demonology. In fact, the very first newspaper to report on this story, The Scotsman, put forward the theory in their July 16th edition, where they said that they believed there were weird sisters hovering about Mushat's Cairn or the Windy Gowl. Some believe that the figurines were used as a sort of voodoo doll. Who carved the fairy coffins found in Edinburgh, Scotland in 1836? Why were they carved? Were the coffins buried as a part of some sort of ritual? Or were they intended to represent those lost at sea or to serial killers? If all the coffins were put in the cave at the same time, how were they in differing states of decay? What do you think? If you're listening on Spotify, Scroll down and let me know what you think. Thanks for listening to today's episode of That's Ruddy Mysterious. I'm your host, Kelly with an I. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a review and follow That's Ruddy Mysterious to be updated about new episodes. Tune in next Tuesday for another thought-provoking tale. <laughs>